0: First, want to thank you for all the questions that have come in about soul making and dukkha and emotional working with emotions, and we would like to pick them up at some point, maybe later um, today. Um, but for now, we'll do a, a different kind of exercise. It's as you're going to see, it's not going to be the same rhythm absolutely every day. Um, we'd like to engage you a little bit more um, with your own reflection and inquiry. So with the soul-making dharma, um, as you know for yourself and as you've probably read and heard us say, soul-making dharma is interested in learning to see in ways that bring more richness, more beauty, more resonances, more meaningfulnesses, and open, restore, and expand the range of possible senses of sacredness. So this collection of words, they can be more, but these are ones you, we will commonly use and you maybe know from your experience. I actually have no doubt you know to some degree. Yes. very great degrees from your experience. So we'd like to look a little bit, inquire deeper into a couple of those words and um, first one will be in a group collective and I want to bring to the table and when I bring one of the words please let this word be heard by all of your body. So you're not only you know some of us are trained to hear concepts only from the head center (coughs) with your whole body with your heart with whatever the mind state is that's here hear the word with your imagination with your love with your own interest so the word that we'll look at first is You're right, my love. (laughs) It's okay. Are you hot? The first word is um, meaningfulness. Meaningfulness. Please just breathe with the word a moment. How do you know when something is meaningful to you? What lets you know that? What is the subjective sense? What comes online that lets you say, oh, this is meaningful to me? How do you know? What, what's happening in your body, in your heart, in your imagination, in your intuition, in your sense of, oh, I'm onto something here, and be uh, noted, n- note, N.B. note, note well, that it's m- the word in English we use is meaningfulness, and not just meaningful. Right, it's the state of being struck by the meaning it's got resonances that are rich and deep so in soul making dharma again as you know um, we're not looking for single meanings of things often we're quite happy when we get that's the meaning of that got it in soul making dharma that there may be a meaning but if we close it down there we close down the soul making There's multiple meaningfulnesses, so we do well to build uh, our instrument for recognizing meaningfulness and being sure that our Logos, implicit or otherwise, isn't closing that down. So the first question to the group, so for this one we require together your bright attention. So please switch on, this isn't a a reflection from me, or a guided meditation from me, this is for us to hear the Eros in the room. And I'm gonna call out the question, which is, what lets you know that something is meaningful to you? Right, it's personal. Not how do you think other people know how meaningfulness happens? How do you know when something is meaningful to you? How do you know? Okay. And if you feel called on by the, the, the spirit of Eros to respond, call your response out into the room, or raise your hand if there's many. And we want to hear and let yourself be struck by the others that you hear, their sense of when something is meaningful to them. So breathe with your body, open your energy body, bring everything to the table that you can. Breathing out, sensing your body, opening your bright minds, even if they don't feel bright right now, find some energy. Okay, fellow soul makers, what let's, I'm very curious as well. I, what lets you know when something is meaningful to you, anybody? There's a jump in the belly. There's a jump in Hazel's belly. Thank you. Beautiful. Senses, sensing. What lets you know when something is meaningful to you, Eileen? It would be lovely if you want to turn to the person, because often things are being gestured. <laughs> you are up for doing that again? Her gesture tells a lot. So she's saying, she's doing this, she said, it's like a spark that goes right through. She's making this gesture from her, if I may be so bold, all the way through you, from your perineum up, it looked like. I oh. ah, thank you very much, Eileen. <laughs> Knowing you as I do. Um, beautiful. So don't worry if you don't have the same one. It's not about uniforming here. Just let ourselves hear the eros in the room. What lets you know that something is meaningful to you. Hmm. Thank you. And if you want to say more, you can. Right. So Roxanne's making this gesture. The hearts involved. Thank you. What lets you know, Anne? That was your first sense when I asked the question. Meaningfulness. Okay, thank you. Can you hear her? Yeah, thank you. Um, what lets you know that something is meaningful for you, Andrea? Hmm. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, and just sense the intimacy as you speak. You know, these are intimate things, meaningfulness is really close to us. So I'm respecting that. Anyone, what lets you know that something is meaningful to you? Sarah. She said it's like a sense of her body smiling inside. I would love to ask everyone loads more questions about what I'm saying. Um, is it Lor- Loriana? Thank you. You you stop, and drop. Thank you, Rowan. Thank you. Could you hear, Rowan? Yeah, a longing and yearning. Yes, beautiful. And just feel the richness of these souls in this room. What lets you know something is meaningful to you. And not that you're, this is your only definitive piece. Don't worry, we're not going to nail you that that's your only way in. Catherine. Oh, sorry. Um, James. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's lots of yeses. Paying attention becomes effortless. Oh, and when you say that, my heart kind of has a frisson. What lets you know something is meaningful to you. A sample. Thank you. It feels like there is a wealth of consequences. Huh? Rob can't help Can't help himself. <laughs> Yeah, you changed the rules, Rob. (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, a wealth of consequences. You can feel a richness here. Yeah. Um, Jill. Thank you. Her mind becomes brighter and the intellect connects. I shouldn't. I didn't, shouldn't only gesture here, but your intellect, wherever you like to put that connects. Thank you. Um, yes, Lawrence. Mhm. Thank you so much. Yeah. Lindsay Thank you. I'm going to repeat that. I don't think. Yeah. Let me see. She says there's a spectrum um, for how much my attention is arrested or not stopped or not. And there's a sense of responsibility that comes. That's not always pleasant. Did I miss something? Yeah. Very good. Thank you. So it might be a momentary um, recognition of meaningfulness or something that keeps calling her attention back where something is being asked of her. And that's not always pleasant, right? But yeah. Thank you. Can you see how rich we are? <laughs> Inheritors of Allah, yeah. um, Nicole Marie. Right, a very sensual relationship with the meaningfulness. Yeah, gorgeous. Thank you. Nick? Nick? Could you hear back here? Yeah. Thank you. Let's have a few more. Maybe we just do this the whole time. Let's see. <laughs> Yasmin. Oh, sorry. Uh, Yasmin first, and then I'll come to you, Mark. Yasmin. A relief. self-undermining and all the questioning that goes with that has gone for a minute and there's a relief and some kind of certainty. Thank you. Uh, Julia. Oh, who are you pointing to? Sabre, I didn't, sorry, I can't see your hand. (laughs) Would you like to wait and go in a minute? Now go for it, Saber. Yeah. How do you know when something is meaningful for you? Uh, a charge, a resonance and being lit up. brightness that brings focus. Yeah, thank you. Julia. <coughs> thank you. Thank you, Julia. Could you hear that? Anyone not hear it? I'm going to repeat it anyway. Uh, An alignment that feels right with something more than me. Anything else want to be spoken? Uh, Martin, hi. Abundant recognition. Like something is recognised and there's an abundance. (laughs) Thank you. Gareth. Remembering something that's always been there. And when you remember it, what's... Oh, I'm, I'm asking a follow-up question, sorry. I'm changing the rules. Um, yes, Mark. Huh. Thank you. Thank you very much, Julia. Julia. <laughs> Leaning with confidence. Oh, thank you. Oh, you want to answer? Okay. De- depending on what it is, sometimes um, my mind my starts ranting. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Sample. Did you not hear that, Lauren? Um can you say it louder, Sempo? Save me the work. <laughs> I, I can try, but you haven't got a mic. Yes, you can you can Um, Mewa. could you hear that? Um, a sense of belonging comes and a recognition of something we all belong to. Thank you. Um, Tarisha. game on (laughs) right I can really see your game on body yeah what's that word it's the beginning Could you hear that? I I had trouble hearing, game on. I like that. Is that a football term or game on and game on and there's a responsibility. Beautiful. Cool. It's so rich. We won't do anything else. Theo. Thank you. Uh Christine. The phrases that come, some of them said that it's stop, listen deeply. This matters, take it in. Thank you. I think you could hear that, right? Jane. There's a sense of meeting something and deepening and widening. Thank you. Great. Mute, Joel. Beauty or duty? Duty. Thank you. Karen. Thank you. Wow, let's, let's pause there. We're so rich. We could pause there and drink at this fountain for, I could drink at this fountain for a long time. So just sense what's here as we complete. And if you're thinking, gosh, I don't know any of that. Um, I'm not sure that's true. You might mean not in this moment. And if that's really so, leave us a note. Sense any effects in the energy body of listening to each other. Sense your hips, Your spine. Let your heart be impacted. No right response you're supposed to have, you know, even if your heart clams up and you're actually just in a bad mood right now. It's okay, but don't limit yourself to that being the only truth. Thank you. So let's um, open to a second inquiry that you'll get to do, hopefully, if I can uh, say a little bit of an intro first, and then you get to do an inquiry, if you wish, with each other, with a second of those terms, possibly more loaded, um, one of those terms. And so sense your body and just listen to the term what how it affects you here and now or in other times in your life so not only how you know that now because it may, or may may or may not be available to you right now and the term is sacredness sacredness in the soul-making dhamma we're interested in restoring opening and expanding dimensions of sacredness range So I'm going to hopefully be brief with just seeding the inquiry for us. But just sense right now what happens with that word. How it may land same or different than the previous one. Know what lets you know sacredness here and now or in your life. What might draw you to apply that piece of language or whatever is your mother language that may... Have equivalent term. Most of us here, even if we don't always recognize this, of course, probably don't need me to make a case, an intellectual case for sacredness. We can. That'd be interesting. Um, Probably, if you're on this retreat, you're heart and soul, so not only the heart, but absolutely the heart, and the whole soul is already sensitive to something that we might wish to use this term for. Even if we're vague about that, even if we feel called to that but can't finally define it and don't want to finally define it, something in you probably wouldn't come on this retreat without something of that. How we conceive of this sacredness, how we conceive of that more than me, that we feel called to have responsibility towards, to serve, to know more of, to to come closer to, to nuzzle into, to, to bow to, how we conceive of that more than me is really important, not to find a final, definition, but to see maybe if there are any Logoi, Logos, any concepts, any ideas operating that might be limiting the sense of the more beyonds, and I don't know why I just make the gesture this way, because more beyonds isn't just that way, right? The more beyonds, the more beyonds that I can't point into directions for. The more beyonds that call me to soul-making practice." One of the Western philosophers, Wittgenstein, apparently said we have to keep quiet about whatever exceeds our language. And um, do we? Maybe, but what kind of quiet? Is it the quiet that goes, oh, that turns away that anything that's beyond, that exceeds my language that I'm called to, I just not allowed to go there because no one's gonna agree what it is. It causes wars, it's terrible. Um, Yeah, I just kinda cut that out, amputate that range out of my soul. I'm not gonna do that. It's caused too much trouble in history. Is it like the beyond, it's beyond the pale, whatever exceeds my language is beyond the pale, which I found out, I believe recently, was a term where the Roman Empire ended in near Dublin somewhere, and that whatever was beyond that wall was beyond the pale. So all those people beyond Dublin, we're not gonna go there, right? Right, do we just not go there, or is it the kind of quiet of the contemplative? who in a quiet that isn't only limited to language but can include language and needs to include language for this soul-making dharma to open up more but is not limited to one language. That in the quiet contemplative soul that can, yes, engage the world but at times sits as the hermit. to wake up and nurture the multiple languages, not just verbal languages, but the multiple languages that may be dormant, that may be asleep, that may be called to awaken in the modern, postmodern soul. The ways of knowing, Beyond languages that include language but the language of the emotions the language of your energetics your energy body the language of your imagination the language of your intuition and your instinct not an instinct where you're just compelled but an instinct where you recognize you're onto something where the multiple languages of the soul which I cannot name all are switched on and what exceeds the conventional perspective, what exceeds any more-than-mes that can be defined by anything that we can see or point to. The more-than-mes that we may all agree on of community that we wish also to restore, the more than me of earth, of the trees, of the sky, the more than me of the other planets and the cosmos. But not limiting to any single definition, meaning, not limiting with those words any sense of dimensionality of what we can move into together. So originally, even if this word in English and probably in the Western canon meant sacred, meant to set something aside to venerate, right? It Within a worldview that split what was sacred from what was not sacred, which split the earth from the sky and all the devastating consequences of that that we may feel very deeply, even if it came from that worldview, can we just lose the term? What happens with all what people have done with that term? Nothing is sacred, as some assert. Everything is sacred, as others assert. If we can step out of the binary of sacred does exist, sacred does not exist, and stand in that m- imaginal middle way, what might open up for the eros to move into that calls us beyond? Maybe we don't have to set something something aside, that's not the point here. But to say everything is sacred very often starts to, um, well, it's a nice idea, but it can be a shorthand for you must treat everything with care. Yes, good, (laughs) please do. But what happens to the soul's resonance and the meaningfulness and the depth and the richness? And I feel strongly that this term, we can't cut it off. It would be to lose too much. It would be to lose too much. And when I see my nephew who says to his parents, one of whom is my brother, when they're talking about their religious childhood and have completely wince at the word sacred and tell him, yeah, that was really sweet when I was 10 and I was dressing the statues in the church, but it was a load of bollocks. And he said, at least you had that. I want to carve this out to set aside the possibility that my nephews and nieces and all of ours and whatever generations to come need a ground set aside for a valid ground a valid ground that is intellectually coherent and that respects the religious sensibility of human soul that wants to know more beyonds because otherwise what happens to that desire for more beyonds? Captured by the marketplace, flattened by ambition and the consequences. So let's keep alive that flame. But let's explore your relationship with this idea. So if you wish to participate, my idea will be that you get into two groups of two. If one of you is on a chair, both of you be on a chair. Um, and we will use the repeating question form, which will be that one of you will ask the other a question, and you will just respond whatever's there. It doesn't have to be; doesn't have to make sense. It's just your immediate response. And then your partner says thank you, and they ask you again, and then you see whatever else is there. And the form allows us to kind of. Uh, go a bit further with a question, with an idea, with a with a concept. <coughs> and then uh, it will be a few minutes each and then I'll ring the bell and then you'll swap and the other person will have a go. Okay. So I have three questions here but I think I'm going to reduce it. Yeah, we can model it. You up for that? (laughs) Okay. All right. So the first question will be... um, When you are experiencing sacredness, how are you knowing this? So... um, Yeah, let's let's use that language for the moment. It will just be for a few minutes each. When you experience sacredness, how are you knowing this? Like we did with the word meaningfulness, and then it's repeated for you. Okay, that would be the first question. You gonna ask me? And so here's what happens. It's like right now I'm thinking I don't know the answer. Right. So if it's not, you don't have to know the answer. You wait for the question to land. It's not like I have to come and go. Okay, Rob. Here's my answer. It's like, see how the question strikes you. Because now, so now I come into the diet, I'm a bit nervous. So you can say that. I don't know sacredness. I'm just nervous. Do you want a cushion. And you don't have to have the right answer. It's not like we're going to grade who's got the best definition. Not at all. This is a this really out of that domain. It's really for you to just go further with, yeah, how, how am I knowing that? Because if we want to explore, expand, et cetera, it, we do well to do this. Do you remember the words? <laughs> Actually, it does, yeah. Stick to the words, so no improvising, yeah. So my first response is, I don't know, but when you ask me the question, it strikes me right in the middle of my chest and I feel kind of um, vulnerable and, uh, yeah, but I don't feel vulnerable like I'm embarrassed in front of my colleagues or anything. It's more like a, just like a, like that. So you can respond whatever's there. In fact, do respond whatever's there. God, it's such a beautiful question. (laughs) Um, Thank you. And that's my response right then. It doesn't have to be like an essay or something. Thank you. And if what's happening is you're like, sacred, bah, humbug, say that. It's not like you have to suddenly be, you know, you, absolutely, that's included, luckily. <laughs> really. You know, it's really important, but not necessarily limiting yourself to that drill down. Keep going further. So if you would like to participate in twos or you, you'd like to try even if you're nervous, please do. If you'd like to do this on your own, um, you also can but it can be very rich to be together. So opposite and then I'll guide you in. And if you want someone, just stand and see the others who are standing. Yeah, all you have to do is find the person and come into silence. Maywa, do you want someone? Anybody wants someone? Yes, uh, Andrew and Maywa. And just come into silence. And I will remind you of the question, don't worry. Um, So just at least make a little icon to to say hi to your person if you haven't, and then come into silence. And please take care with your posture, let this be formal. Uh, It can be more interesting uh, to to have the formality, it can sort of safeguard and, um, yeah, many things. So upright, spine upright, see if you can have your belly, your legs. Your hands, let your awareness, if 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 it's able, and if you can encourage it to fill the energy body and the space in and around your body, back of your skull. Um, and just open the eyes, one of you volunteer to answer first and indicate that to your friend, to your colleague, to answer or to respond is a better way. And then um, here's the deal. Yes? Um, Person asking the question, keep your eyes open so you're available for the other and as much of your body as is available. Person responding. um, Also have your eyes open, but if you need to close them from time to time, that's completely fine you don't have to lock in any one way but this other one is a good one to explore this with okay so the question if you want to begin uh, when you are experiencing sacredness how are you knowing this and I'll ring the bell after a few minutes and don't worry if you have to fumble and don't have the words all of that doesn't matter please begin (laughs) it's nice okay so we'd like to offer another question a second question Um, just listen to see how this one lands it's got a different gear it's got a different gear Tell me an idea you have about sacredness that might limit your opening to more sacrednesses. Tell me an idea about sacredness that you have that might limit your opening to more sacrednesses. So you might not... You might go, oh, I have no idea. But what you could play with, you might, you could actually bring into the, onto the table an idea about sacredness, which in itself may not limit the access to more sacredness, but it might if we don't see that we have somehow delineated sacredness as this. Get the gist? So play with the question. You don't have to get it right. Just sort of fumble even if you fumble or just like, oh, yeah, right. I've got it here, but hmm. So tell me, very wordy question. Tell me an idea you have about sacredness that might limit your opening to more sacredness. Tell me an idea you have about sacredness that might limit. It's not like you're having to confess your limits. It's just like you're finding out, oh, yeah, look, that might limit your opening to more sacrednesses. Okay. Please begin. Thank you I'm just going to remind you of the words. Tell me, <laughs> tell me an idea you have about sacredness that might limit. Tell me an idea you have about sacredness that might limit your opening to more sacredness. Okay, um, just before you end with your partner, just see how much of your body you have, your heart, energy body, just part of that ness ongoing exploration. Eyes open or closed as you like. information you can sense from your own energy body, heart, belly, skull, little pockets in the infinite neighborhoods of your soul. and then thanking your partner, and then coming back to your place. Let's sit for a few minutes together to end this meeting. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.